Donorado and company, we are all over the quarterback position this week. It's Chris and Ash. Not only is there a Netflix series that's going to have a season two with quarterback, we are breaking down the teams that are best equipped at the most important position in sports for at least the next few years. I think there are fewer teams in the NFL than you would think mm-hmm. that are secure at that position for the next few years we got the performance industrial dirty difficult done uh boy james harden and daryl morey i'll tell you what that relationship is done is harden's time with the 76ers done we'll get into that we're of course going to recap our trip to atlanta between the yankees and the braves and now new york as we do this show live on a thursday night one game under 500 for the first time this season it's the uh First time that they've been under 500 this late in a year since 1995. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And they made the playoffs that year. Okay. Uh So it's not going to happen this year, but we'll dive into what's wrong with the Yankees and and how can you possibly fix it. And maybe we'll fix Ashley's cough as well. Let's get going. This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. And a shout out to all of our local business partners here on Honorado and Miller. Week three, new name, new time, same cough. Ash, let, let some people in behind the scenes here. You will see Ashley <laughs> mute herself on multiple occasions. Repeatedly. She's had the same cough for at least two months. You will Listen. say shorter but it isn't. It's been at least two months. Yeah, at least seven weeks. If you are a pulmonologist, an allergist, Ooh. if you Ooh. have any Sending theories, it out to the people here. Uh-huh. Yeah, any theories, yep. please put them in the comments. Send them my way. I will listen to just about anything at this point. So uh, what seems to be I've the problem? Every time you get a cold, you have a cough that lingers for months. Months. At least two months, generally. <clears throat> this months. cough has been a little different in that <laughs> depending on where I am in what environmental situation I am in, it seems to get significantly better, i.e. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I come home, a disaster today, total disaster, like uncontrolled coughing for the last five hours of my life. It's You you can't go out in public. You can't do it. You can't be in a work environment. You just can't do it. It's pretty unbelievable. Uh, So, yeah, if anyone has any suggestions, it's it's been – unruly really and i don't know I don't, I don't have any answers some days i feel great right now i feel like uh i don't know what it feels like to smoke 10 packs of cigarettes but i feel like i just smoke 10 packs of cigarettes well you're you're allergic to something sam's watching he's on with us early we're an hour early this week with uh some stuff going on tonight lee bryce was on the show a couple weeks ago we're gonna go check out lee bryce uh, at the Palace on this Thursday night. We'll get to Chris Rooney's comment. Well, you know, let's just do it here. He wants to know, how is there not already a job opening in the GM's office? There will be. Cashman. Does he have any dirt on the Steinbrenner family? It's crazy. Cashman's been around. I think he's been the GM since 98. Bob Watson before that. But I think it's been Cash's job since 98. Yep. Crazy. <clears throat> crazy how long he's lasted without winning, really, right? I mean. Right. He won from 98 to 2009. Hasn't won since. Well, well, he won 
98, 99, 2000. Well, I mean. He won a lot from 98 to 99. Like uh, enough yeah. to keep your job. Hasn't won since. How did, how yeah, did he the, go 14 years? Well, the skeptics would say he he won with the team Bob Watson put together. That's sure. that's the way that would go, right? It's the kind of the carryover effect for college coaches sometimes. You win with the other guys, players at times. Yanks are below 500 for the first time this season. Losing record again. This late in the season for the first time since September 5th, 1995. They're 60 and 61. They're 11 and 19 since the All-Star break. They were one hit in Atlanta. They were shut out twice. I mean, not only do they not score enough runs, you couldn't name more than two starting pitchers you might trust on any given night. And I think it's only one, Garrett Cole. We saw it live and in person. And listen, I was prepared to go yes. to Atlanta, yep. not win a game, not be a super happy Yankee fan, knowing that you would be pretty happy because the Braves would win. I, I understand the the gap between those two teams. One is a, going to be a World Series contender, and one will not be in the playoffs. But it was worse than I imagined it would be. Like, we're hmm. talking after the second inning, not competitive. Of Basically, in any game yeah. except last night. I mean, it was 2 nothing yeah. last night. But the two games we saw, not competitive. Yeah, and Morton had 10 strikeouts Wednesday night. Right. So the offense was really just shut down uh, completely. Okay, so that's that's the fact on that. And everybody's yep. asking the question, is it time? Yes, it is. But will Hal Steinbrenner make a change at these two spots? Manager, general manager. I mean, I've thought yes for the last three years. I've legitimately thought that he should, that it should not only be Aaron Boone, but that it should be Brian Cashman for the last three years. And he has yet to do it. <clears throat> My question is how did the apple fall fa so far from the tree? Hmm. Who is this Steinbrenner that he just has no, like the want to win is not there. He doesn't care that they're not winning, no interest in it. And I don't care that you're making money on game tickets and jerseys and all the rest of that. You sure. can't win. Something's got to change. Pretty soon, these Yankees fans are going to revolt. It's so bad. Yeah, I've I've said it for years now that that Cashman's um, construction of the team has been the problem, not the decisions made out of the dugout by Aaron Boone. But at this point, you have to get rid of both guys. Right. Boone's in his sixth year; it just isn't working. Cashman's been around now forever, and again, can't. In 2023, and what will be 24, you can't say, yeah, but I won in 98, 99, and 2000. That That's just not going to fly. And even the 09 year isn't enough at this point. So uh, it's time. It's just absolutely time. There's nothing. Again, I said it on either last week's show or the week before that, maybe up at the trade deadline. I would have made everybody on this roster available other than Aaron Judge. And that includes Garrett Cole. I would have been. I would have put Garrett Cole out there. What can I get in return? Somebody I'm not paying thirty six million dollars to pitch on a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. Can I build up the farm system a little bit? Let me get some prospects. In three years, we're going to be good to go again. But you can't do that in New York. You especially can't do that if you're the Yankees organization. So you're you're caught now in no man's land here. You're not good enough to win. You don't have a future aside from maybe Jason Dominguez, and we don't know what the heck he's going to be. Right. 
So there's nobody to look forward to in the farm system. You don't have great talent up in the majors. You you are literally in no man's land. Unless you're willing to totally hit reset on this, you're not going to win anytime soon. Signing Shohei Otani is not going to be enough. Just bringing in free agents is – Ash, this is a team that if it wins in the next four years, I I think I tell you I'm really surprised. Yeah, I think so too. And I think the biggest thing is there would just have to be changes – of monumental proportion. And I, I'm not, I'm not a believer that that's going to happen. So I don't, and even if they did make changes of a monumental proportion, I don't think that that new team and that new era wins as quickly as four years because of the, the amount of change that has to happen for me. I keep Garrett Cole because he is a, a number one on any team, basically any team in the majors Mm -hmm. and you need a number one to win games. But you also need a number two and then at least average threes and fours. They don't have a number two. They don't have a number three. They don't have a number four. And they don't have a number five. But you have to score runs to win games in baseball. Now, pitching's important, but you have to be able to score runs. I mean, look, we keep going back to the Atlanta lineup, but we could point at the Dodgers lineup too. These are relentless. and, and, And Texas as well. They are relentless offenses. The lineups are deep. It, there's just it, there's no easy out really in that lineup, and so when you talk about the fact that the Yankees had a two-game stretch where they struck out 30 total times, first time that's ever happened, where they've just in terms of team average, but also total offense and scoring runs, they've struggled all year long, especially after the last couple of months of this season. So I, I don't know how, how do you how do you fix the issues here? Not easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a simple answer here. I, I, I also don't think they're going to chase Otani. To be completely honest with no, you, I and don't think shouldn't. like you. It's, it's not a, it's not a one quick fix Correct. type of thing. It has to be yep. a change in mentality and philosophy at the highest level. Um, it has to be. It things have to change, and and I don't know if it's like a misjudging of talent. Because while guys like Oswaldo Cabrera are good and guys like Anthony Volpe are good, they're not guys that are like once in a generation type. But that's talent. but that's not where that's not where they went wrong. No, the, I agree. Where they, the where they went wrong was what, the where they get right is when they unload John Carlos Stanton and when they're done with his contract, when they're done with some of these huge money contracts. And I'm not talking Garrett Cole because Garrett Cole is actually earns the money that that he is getting. John Carlos Stanton does not. You have four more years of John Carlos Stanton. I know, I get it, it but that's what, so where they went wrong is guys like Stanton, yes, Donaldson continuing to play Torres. He he should have been traded a while ago when he when he still had some value. They could have seen this coming. In my opinion, they could have seen this coming. But they love um, him. Bringing Rizzo back, and now look—he he started hot. He just hasn't done anything right. now in months. Right. Uh, Lemayhu got a four-year deal that that you probably could have seen the downslide coming, right? If you're really kind of clear eyes at that this situation. So it to me, it isn't the young guys that just maybe aren't talented enough. It's the investment in the yes. thirty-three and older crowd. That, that is not paying off now. But and it's, again, also, it, it, it's also, I think, a, a, a misjudge of 
of what they had in their farm system because their farm system was one of the top rated in the league. It was top five. And who has come out of that farm system that has been any good for that team? It's not homegrown talent aside from Aaron Judge. It's not homegrown talent, and they make bad decisions. It's not big money contracts on young guys. It's big money contracts on older guys who are going to spend near 35 and up years in pinstripes, and those never work out. They never work out. Even if you got two good years out of DJ LeMahieu in that contract, I think it would have been worth it, but you didn't even get that. Are you holding out any hope here that the Yanks can still still make the playoffs? Uh, after seeing them this weekend or this week, no. Yeah, no, no. Okay, there. It, it's just you can tell what a good baseball team is. And listen, the Braves are better than most baseball yeah. teams. There are yeah. not a lot of teams constructed the way the Braves are. And and that's not to say like the Dodgers and Braves both have a ton of money invested in, in their lineups. It's just done differently. They've done it right. They've done it differently. A lot of it is homegrown, but for the Dodgers, it's not. That's been free a lot of free agent signings. Yeah. Um, but they've had young pitchers who have been absolute stars that people like you and I had never heard of before. Um, and I know they've had injuries, but the Dustin Mays, like the guys who you just don't see coming, who come in and light the world on fire, even if just for a season or two. The Yankees haven't had any of that. I mean, if that isn't the NLCS Dodgers Braves, there there has been a big upset somewhere in the National League playoffs. All right, let's take a quick timeout here on Honorado and Miller. When we come back, college football's top 25 rankings are out. Who's underrated? Who's overrated? Who's got the best shot of stopping Georgia's attempt at a three-peat? And again, we're all over the quarterback position this week in the NFL, not only from the Netflix show, but also in terms of who, what teams are set at that position for at least the next few years. I would say they're fewer than half the league and maybe even fewer than you would guess beyond that. We're back right after this on Honorado and Miller. Whether you're into lounging, cruising, or just relaxing, summer fun starts with Alpenhaus. Enjoy a smooth ride that'll change the way you boat forever on a Barletta pontoon powered by Mercury Outboard. Nobody makes a more reliable, powerful lineup of outboard motors than Mercury to continue propelling your adventures. Now's the perfect time to buy a new Barletta pontoon with the legendary performance of a Mercury outboard. Alpenhaus, Route 30, Amsterdam, and alpenhausboats.com. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories and now back to Colorado and Miller sponsored by Alpen House all right here we go Honorado and Miller it's Chris and it's Ash and yeah, Carol wants to know Carol wants to know. Carol missed the top of the show. Yeah, she did. We don't know what it is, Carol. It was a cold, and then it has just become a cough that lingers forever. I, I'm convinced it's some kind of allergy, but I am far, far, far. I think from you might be right. Hey, doctor. So we'll just kind of bypass that because we don't know. 
And what they say in live radio used to be, when in doubt, leave it out. Here's the college football top 25 rankings, the top five teams. Uh, I remember when these, when we first saw these scroll across the screen and you went, ooh, Michigan's two. Um, yeah, yeah, that probably seems about right. Georgia, no doubt, number one. Um, Ohio State, look, these are just schools that reload every year. Bama is going to love the fact that they are four. And this centers around the uncertainty at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like they might go with the Notre Dame transfer Tyler Buckner for the first few weeks before they can get the other two guys into the system and and rolling. Um, So those first few weeks for Alabama could be really, really important. Um, LSU has worked the transfer portal like crazy. Brian Kelly was good last year. I think the Tigers have a big year this year, but but they're just – reload and, and get back out there again. I think Bama is going to love the fact that sure. that Saban can tell his guys you are being disrespected and people underrated are, and, and against you. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any, anything a, to, to stoke the fire. Yeah, it's a good spot for the Crimson Tide to be in, for sure. And then the next five in the top ten, USC. They have the Heisman Trophy winner back, Lincoln Riley year two. Florida State, everybody expecting a big year out of the Seminoles. Penn State, Clemson, Washington, Michael Penix, the quarterback for the Huskies, high on a lot of Heisman lists for people. So Washington and Penn State and Florida State, honestly, there there are four teams um, or three teams in this next five that I think people would, would raise some eyebrows at. Yeah, I I love it because it's a little different than the, the years of past, maybe it, it's some teams that haven't been in the top 10 before. I kind of like that Washington's in there. I hope that they're good. I hope USC's as good as they're supposed to be because these are teams that are part of that whole conference le- realignment. Mm. Where do we go? Where are we? Who are we? Um, so them being good will be a good thing. So I hope they are as good as advertised. Otherwise, you know, they, these are teams that have the, the potential. It feels like to start in the top 10 and end up outside the top 25 at the end of the year. And you hope that's not the case because I think it's good for football if those teams are good. Yeah, they could help kind of send the Pac-12 out on on a little bit of a mm-hmm. good note. Is there a team? Well, which team? I'll make you pick mm-hmm. one. What's the biggest threat to Georgia's shot at a three-peat? Alabama. It's always Alabama for me Ooh. until it's not Alabama. Um, I get it. Michigan's on the rise. I, I don't know as much about the Michigan program as just what seem what Saban seems to churn out in Tuscaloosa every year. And like you said, even when these teams are picked fourth in the country or underrated or disrespected, sometimes that's better for them. That Don't pick them number one because then all they can do is underachieve, basically, if mm. they're not number one, and that's hard to do. Um, so, yeah, I think it gives them a chip on their shoulder. I, I think for a long time the answer will always be Alabama for me team I'm most interested to see if they're any good is Texas. Like that's a team that is, I mean, the, the days when we were growing up, Texas football makes college football more fun, more fun. I want Arch Manning. Well, you're going to get Quinn Ewers. Who's pretty darn good too. I want next year so we can get Arch Manning. Okay. Uh, Texas is right outside of the top 10 here. They're 11, and Tennessee is right there with them. In a lot of polls, they're tied. They're sharing the 11th spot with the Longhorns. Uh, I, to me, it feels like LSU is is the team that is just ready to surprise some people. Look, they're already fifth, So, but, but yeah. to pull off 
some upsets here. It, it's it's LSU, um, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm just interested. Can USC live up to it? Uh, they're they're loaded and ready to go again. Jordan Addison no longer there, obviously, but but they're they're loaded up and and ready to go. This was interesting. We haven't done this yet on the show. Yeah. It's a couple of weeks old. I've been meaning to get to it, and we just mm-hmm. haven't had the time to do it in 58 minutes and 30 seconds every week. Uh, Brian Kelly told the media. Uh, I think at SEC Media Day, believe it or not, that he's going to be more transparent with his approach to injury reports. And that is, and he was he was very transparent about this, that he doesn't want bookies or people in and around the program getting information about injuries that aren't available to the public. And then kids can kind of be manipulated maybe to the, the idea of a, a bit of a, a gambling. Yeah. Yeah. So, He's going to be very upfront about all the injuries to okay. his guys to try to avoid anybody trying to work a little bit of an angle to get information on the program that maybe isn't already out there publicly. Oh, uh, it's just kind of crazy that coaches have to think this way. Yeah. That, you know, uh, where I might hide an injury, right? The week of the Alabama game, I might hide right. an injury a little bit. No, now I'm going to take this approach where I'm I'm telling all just to try to avoid any snakes in the grass. But I'll be interested to see if this works for him. Because if other coaches don't take this approach, well, then it's not going to benefit him to do this. It's going to hurt him because other coaches are going to hide their injuries longer, be more vague about what the injury is, what the timetable is. Could they return? Oh, yeah, they're probable, they're possible, they're whatever. And then you'll learn on Saturday morning they're not going to play. So – it's all well and good. It's nice of him to say he's going to do that. But if three games in, he realizes that this this is not helping him, it's in fact hurting him, is he going to continue to do it? Do you do something for the betterment of the game and the betterment of the sport that hurts your individual team? My guess is no. Yeah. No, not if it not if it's that. Not if you can really make a clear line like, okay, these – these other teams have a book on us. We don't need them to have that information ahead of time. I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of struck me as interesting yeah, that interesting, Brian Kelly's sure. even thinking that way. Yep. Right? Like I'm, I'm dealing with a bunch of teenagers, early 20-year-olds. I don't need them potentially being influenced for information that just isn't – that I'm not putting out there as the coach. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get ahead of it. We are in interesting times, that's for sure. All right, another time out here on Honorado and Miller. When we come back, our performance industrial dirty, difficult, done takes us to the NBA, and there is always drama around James Harden. It has not stopped. Back right after this. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. 
Escoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who helped deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Shout out to Alpen House, Saratoga Eagle, Performance Industrial, Nyscoba, Marcellas, and Novice, which is where I am for this week's show at their headquarters uh, right off Wolf Road in Colony. All right, Ash, uh, let's just do it. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. And a shout out to our guy, Bill Miller, and his entire crew at Performance Industrial, where we always tell you there's never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. This is what's done. Deal or no deal. Whether he's traded or, or whether he was given a long-term contract, which he's not going to get in Philly, James Harden is done with the 76ers. He, had, he, he opted in to the player option on his deal for 35.6 or something like that. And he was under the impression that by doing that, the organization would then trade him, that it would make it easier for the Sixers to trade him with an expiring contract. And okay, well, they floated him out there. By all reports, there were multiple conversations with the Los Angeles Clippers, which is Harden's mm-hmm. preferred destination. But apparently the Sixers asking price was too much. Six, uh, the Clippers, no other team wanted to match it. So Daryl Morey over the weekend says, you know what? We're going we're gonna to take him off the trading block. We're, he didn't say we're going to keep James Harden. He just said we're pulling him back and, and we're not entertaining any more offers at the current time. And Arden, then Harden just absolutely blasts Daryl Morey. I think he was in China at the time for an event. And he just calls Maury a liar. I'll never be part of an organization that that guy is with uh, part of again. He's the team president in Philly. Philly, he was the GM in Houston when James Harden played for the Rockets. So there is history. uh, But this was enough to topple all of that. And so I don't know how it ends up, but I know that James Harden will not play a game for the Philadelphia 76ers this year. Not only does he not want it, the Sixers can't afford it. This is a team that is going to tell you it has championship aspirations. Mm-hmm. You cannot have James Harden as part of one training camp, let alone regular season, uh, and and pretend like you're going to go win big games in the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. So he won't be there. I don't know how it sorts itself out. Yeah. But, but what happens ultimately, right, is that the Sixers – have to trade Harden for pennies on the dollar. I was right? going to say every, that everybody knows he's not going to play. Have to take a loss on this. Yeah, have to. Yeah, I mean, have to get rid of him. Yeah, they're going to have to give him up for some really bad return and just be okay with getting rid of the contract and getting rid of the issues that he presents and hope that they're good enough without him to still be contenders in the East. Yeah, and I think and- they will be. Yeah, they they have some pieces. They yeah. have some pieces. You hope to you but, hope to get something back in return. You're just not going to get a lot back in return. Right, you're going to lean on Maxi and Harris and Embiid. Yep. Um, right, and hope that you get something of that. Look, teams. I I can say they'll get them. They'll only get pennies on the dollar. But but a team yeah. that's desperate enough to upgrade their roster will eventually fold and say we have a chance to win this year. We believe he helps put us over the top. 
let's let's make whatever deal we need to make to get him. Yeah, but is that going to be early? I, I'm not sure that teams are going to be willing to do that early enough. You know what I mean? Like to kind of blow up their team and what so they thought they this, had put together. This lead this bleeds into the regular season for you. Yeah, I think so. But that's the thing is like if he's not going to play a game for them, what's he going to do? Sit out? Then they're going to find him. Yeah. And it becomes this whole thing. Um, it, it just is. I mean, it's that's like a messy divorce. It's yeah. Not a, I mean, this is this is Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show and saying, uh-huh. I intend to play for the New York Jets. It, when that happened, there's no way he was going to set foot at Packers training camp. Just absolutely no. You can't have that circus. Right. Same thing with Brett Favre when he unretired and and all of a sudden he's back and Rodgers is named the like you just can't do that. So mm-hmm. the Sixers know we can't let him back in the building. He's got to be traded before mandatory training camp starts. That period. Every team in the NBA knows it now too. Interesting. Speaking yeah, of a, the uh, Sixers to be in. and the Clippers, Doc Rivers now former coach of both squads. Yep is part of the top NBA broadcast crew now on ESPN and ABC. So ESPN lets go of both Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Stunning right. to me. Stunning. They say, Doris Burke, you've been doing radio. She's phenomenal. We both right. love her. And so now they team up Doris with Doc and Mike Breen. Thoughts? I love Doris, and I yep. love Mike Breen individually. Yep. But I am going to miss the heck out of those guys. I mean, there's not many better in this business at what he does than Jeff Van Gundy. What he brings to the table and how different he is yes. than Jeff Van Gundy. I read an amazing article in Sports Illustrated about the Van Gundys, plural, uh, both of them, <clears throat> and just their upbringings from California to then upstate New York or central New York, I guess technically yeah. it would be, Port. Uh, the con- connections with their dad as a coach uh, and just the small beginnings where they started and then got to, and and the story alone is unbelievable. Listen, Doris is maybe one of, she, I mean, she's an all time favorite for me, but in terms of females in just sports broadcasting in general, it's Doris and Jess Mendoza for me. I think they're two of the best at what they do. Um, they're likable. Doris brings a knowledge that I think it even exceeds what some men bring to the table. Most men bring to the table. Sure. She's just fun and enjoyable. Um, doesn't take herself too seriously, but I'm going to miss Van Gundy. Ultimately I'm going to miss yeah. Van Gundy. Doc Rivers, I, whatever. Like I, that for that for me is I love Mark Jackson. I love Jeff Van Gundy. Um, so I'm going to miss those guys. I will really, really enjoy Doris and Mike Breen, but I will certainly miss those guys. Yeah, for me, Van right? Gundy and Jackson made the broadcast. And I've yeah. read things uh, since they've been let go by ESPN that that broadcasters and analysts don't drive ratings, that people don't tune into games specifically for broadcasters. I and that. I'll I, and I'll buy some of mm-hmm. that. But if it's a if it's a game I'm not all that interested in, but I know that Van Gundy and that. Jackson are doing it, I'm going to watch because because of the element of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like Van Gundy at any point was going to say something so ridiculous, right? Or hypercritical mm-hmm. 
that you kind of, you you just respected that from him. He he wasn't in broadcasting to try to get another coaching job. He didn't right. care about who he offended or or whose you know what he kissed to try to get back into the league. Like and that was the beauty of him. And then and then the way they played off one another, Jackson having played for Van Gundy, um it, it just was it just was a perfect combination. And now this feels like it's not thrown together. You get the the name of Doc Rivers, which every NBA fan knows, and of course the people who really follow it know and respect Doris Burke. Right. But but it just it it's not it, for even for how great Doris is, I don't believe they elevate the broadcast table courtside of of an NBA game. She will be. This is history here. Doris will be the first female analyst on an NBA championship series. So that's pretty cool. So you get Doris Burke doing that. We're talking about it on Dottie Pepper's birthday. And Dottie was the first female on-course golf analyst. Happy birthday, yeah. Dottie. Happy birthday, Dottie. Good one. <laughs> that's a good shout-out. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing I, I haven't already said. I, I agree. I think the biggest thing is the personality and the relationship specifically that Van Gundy and Mark Jackson have, the rapport – the they're so comfortable with one another that they're comfortable ribbing one another. And that's not the relationship that you're going to get from Doris and doc. It's just not going to happen that way. And Mike, so it so will be different. You, yeah. You'll but, agree with half of Tammy's comment here that she won't watch some sports broadcast because of the broadcasters. We probably all feel that way about some people. Yep. And Joe Buck is on her. Won't watch or listen to list, which I know, you don't agree with. And I don't agree with either. I like Joe Buck. Yeah, but I know Joe Buck is a for some reason a very polarizing broadcaster. He is. He, he is. is a he feels like a love or hate guy. And it's there's really no in between. I don't know a lot of yeah. people who say that they're just kind of eh on Joe Buck. He doesn't bother them. He doesn't whatever. I love Joe Buck. I think he's phenomenal at what he does. Some of the greatest baseball calls in the postseason have his voice attached to them. Um so, yeah, and I, I like him better in the baseball booth than I do in the football booth. Regardless of your – and, and, and look, I'd love for everybody to, to love me, but you want people to feel strongly about you one way or the other, right? The last thing you want as a, as a media personality, let's say, is for people to go, yeah, he's okay. You know, like that, that doesn't do – I think do I would it. take I like you. I don't need like I love you. Okay. But, but I'm just I saying that like the, the indifference is not good for the brand. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, not good for the brand. I think my thing about that is if you're – but you can be good. It's when people notice you when you're very good or very yeah, bad. Very bad, yeah. I, I People don't sure. notice you. But, but I think it's good because a lot of people get jobs because they don't rub people the wrong way. They don't, they're not polarizing. So I think those people succeed – because you don't have the two sides that are, you know, so just so opposite to one another. And there are not a lot yep. of people like that. Listen, you're never going to get 100% of the, the population who loves any one person at what they do, because that's just not how the world works. But yeah, there are people who are just kind of down the middle. They play it down the middle. Not as much personality, not as much, I guess, opinion. Maybe people don't like opinion if you get opinion in that kind of stuff. Tony Romo is another one that seems to be very polarizing. I like him, but there are a lot of people who don't like him. Um, 
it's it's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, Ray makes a good point here. Booth. Depends on yeah, the the teammate matters. It matters in the broadcast booth for sure. I agree. It's I agree. Been Smoltz, but there are it's Aikman, been Aikman forever. Uh, he's obviously no longer in baseball him. on Fox, so the Smoltz combo is out. Uh, I um, love Smoltz too. ESPN's got to find more ways to use Joe Buck. There's, you know, he, he's too he's too good and too big of a name for them to only be doing Monday yeah. Night Football and a little bit of golf. Right, that, because Monday Night Football not is not your bread and butter. I mean, no. they want it to be, but yeah, it's not. It is. it is. I mean, it's their only NFL. I know, but I, that's why they brought him in. Yeah. Because they want him to elevate it. All right, another time out here on Honorado and Miller. When we come back here, um, we're diving into the quarterback position. Are you watching the show on Netflix? Uh, we just started it. It's phenomenal. It is, and I'm, I'm, I'm so. I'll, I'll get into it. Mm-hmm. We'll also break down which teams are set for at least the next few years uh, at the quarterback position. If you've got thoughts on the Yankees. We will take them. We're back right after this. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Life is about making memories. It's about sharing special moments with those we love and cherishing those moments forever. And what better way to create those memories than by spending time together in a space that is as beautiful and as special as the memories we create. Visit Alpenhouse on Route 30 in Amsterdam and Clifton Park Center and let us handle the heavy lifting. Take advantage of free local delivery and we'll haul away your old grill or patio furniture. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. There are sometimes shows that I just like, I don't know, I, I'm difficult. I just say like, eh, everybody's watching that. I'm not going to watch. I had somebody at work ask me, today have you seen uh the barbie movie and i said no no haven't seen it uh don't have don't have plans to to catch it um and the response was yeah but it's like so ingrained in current pop culture now which is why i'm a little surprised you're kind of writing it off if you don't see it you you don't understand the references you're not you're not up on what other people are one way or another and i said what is it about that movie that would that makes me would make me I have to go? Is it like over the top funny? No. Is it like historically significant? No. Well, it just maybe. feels like you know I, I've heard that it's empowering for the female movement and that and that's great. But but in a way, Barbie has always been that um, objectified. Yes. But 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 in that uh, displayed the power a female can have many times. So I haven't seen the movie. Um, I don't think I. If I see I, it, it'll I'd be, be streamed. It. If I see it, it will be streamed. Period. Okay. It will not be in a movie theater. Um, and I guess maybe there'll be a quiet night where we have nothing else going on, and we say, "You want to watch Barbie?" We got a lot of stuff on the list. But- we do. Uh, so I'm, I say all of that 
to get to the point of I'm glad that I succumbed to the peer pressure of watching this Netflix series. It's not a doc. This Netflix series called Quarterback, which is already up for a season two. They're having a hard time finding quarterbacks who are going to do season two. But there is already a season two in the works, so we would see it this time next year detailing the 2023 season. So who would you like to see featured? I can already tell you the guys who have said no, if that makes it easier for you. Here are the list of quarterbacks who have reportedly already turned it down. Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tugavailoa, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Dustin Fields, Jimmy Garoppolo is the latest to say no. So take all of those guys off the board and which three would you like to see featured? That's rough. I was going to say, I would be very interested in Jimmy G. Um, Listen, if Aaron Rodgers would commit to it, I would take him because it would just be another version of hard knocks. And I want a glimpse inside of his weird, weird world. Uh, That's a Backstreet Boys song, by the way. Weird, Um, weird world is a Backstreet Boys song. I believe that's the, I mean, that's the lyrics. I don't know if that's the name of the song. Not surprised that didn't go to number one. Uh, Sam wants to know, have you watched hard knocks yet? No, we started this instead, Sam. I will watch it someday. I also don't enjoy, Chris knows this about me, I don't enjoy watching something on a week-by-week released basis. So this Hard Knocks may be better for me once it's all, like once the season is halfway done, I can start and start catching up. I don't enjoy like one episode and then I have to wait a week to watch another. So we start a quarterback instead. Okay. Um, all right, so we're back to the question here. Yeah. What three quarterbacks? Rodgers is one for you. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it's rough. I, yeah, I was going to say Garoppolo. Justin Herbert wasn't on that list, right? Mm-mm. I'll take him. <clears throat> and Trevor Lawrence said no. Yeah. It would be a good one, too. I want... I'll 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 jump in here and just Josh Allen. He'd be good. I Joe Burrow is made for it. He'd be great. Um, and then and then I would like to see somebody who isn't a superstar like those two guys. Somebody who's yeah. trying to make his way through it the way we saw with we yeah. with Marcus Mariota in a lot so of ways. Th- this is fun. Let's pick a Marcus Mariota type that we would like to see featured. That's not the stud. That's like a backup or a, like, do you want Bryce Purdy? Do you want, I mean, Bryce Purdy might be the starter. Uh, Like a backup, Gardner Minshew. Like if we're picking backups, I mean, he's not going to have to play in the game. I know, but you don't, there's not a lot of Marcus Mariota's out there that are like Ryan Tannehill. Don't, I don't want anything to do with him, but there's not a lot of guys who aren't, like studs who I want to be on that show. Yeah, Baker again, these, are the, these are the guys who said no. Baker would be interesting. Like Baker. they bring the drama. Yeah. I can't believe all those guys said no. I'm not surprised Daniel Jones said no. He's no fun at all. So, of course, he said well, no. Well, and I was just going to say that about Russell Wilson. He wouldn't be any fun. That would be the most boring show ever put on TV. Yeah, maybe. But he's got at least an interesting enough life that it might be kind of cool. Because it's a very sure. – I mean – a lot of quarterback is the glamorous life. Yeah, is inside an inside look at the home life of these of these guys. And yeah, only current quarterbacks, Tammy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's interesting. All right, so Jeff Casey, the the Trey Lance. 
I'm out on Trey. Option is interesting only because we don't know. I don't. I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't think Trey Lance takes one snap as the 49ers starter this Ooh. year. Not one. Mm-hmm. I don't think he starts a single game. Holy smokes. He might take some snaps because they're blowing right. somebody out or they're getting blown out or he mm-hmm. comes in because somebody got injured. I don't think he starts a single game in San Francisco this yeah. year. They will use Darnold until Purdy is ready to go. Um, I know this is weird, but I would be somewhat interested in Jordan Love just because of the scenario he's been put into. For sure. Um, and, you know, trying to be the guy. He would to be an idiot to Rogers. do it. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I, the, they got it right. We've talked about how much we love the show. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning is the executive producer of this show. It They hit it out of the park. The production quality is amazing. The access yep. they get yep. is unbelievable believable just mic'd up in huddles and in their houses and in the training rooms and in the ice baths it's the it's unbelievable yeah they're like the the pumpkin patch with the mahomes family some like local fair type of setup i I don't know yeah they they just follow these guys around for 17 18 19 weeks whatever so tammy wants to know why are they declining the offer because it's invasive tammy so Mm -hmm. it's like you know you've got camera crews in your house, at practice, following you, um, bothering you then for interviews during each week to reflect on the game before that you just played and to talk about your emotions. And it's, it's an invasive process, but that's why we love it so much is because you really feel like you are in it with these guys. Um, so it's, it's Mahomes, it's Kirk cousins, and it's Marcus Mariota. And what's the, we are three episodes in, two episodes in, three, four. I think, three well, of four six. Episodes in. Oh, four of eight, right, four we of eight. eight. And what have you learned? What's the number one thing you say you would have, you've learned at this point about, by watching the show? Well, and I already knew this. Oh, okay. But the calls, the play calls mm. are absolutely absurd. Like 15 words that don't make any sense together. Yep. Like right fly, X hot dog. Jimmy T F jump sideways and then they repeat it. It gets sent to them in their helmet and then they repeat it. And somehow it all makes sense to everyone in that huddle. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I don't even think I could recite that in the huddle after somebody said it in my ear, let alone know what I'm talking about. But it's interesting the way they break it down. They're like, well, this is the coverage part. And then this is the, this part. And this is the, that part it's, it's wild. For me, um, and and this is not new, but but it's just like how detailed these guys are. I mean, what Kirk Cousins specifically puts himself through mentally, physically, to try to stay at the top of his game now as he goes into his mid-30s. But the number one takeaway for me is how likable Kirk Cousins is. Oh, yeah, we've ripped him forever about not being able to win in prime time or win the big game and a playoff game and all this stuff. And, and, and I, look, I'm never going to root for the Minnesota Vikings in my life. Yep. But if Kirk Cousins were to find himself on a different team that was not a threat to Green Bay, I, I, I would like to see him succeed. He, he seems like a really good guy. Teammates like him, takes some brutal hits and keeps ticking like that. I don't know. He, he just, he's a very likable person in this series. He, I never, I always thought he was a little bit like cocky and arrogant. And the, right. I hated the whole 
you like that? You like that? And you'll learn all about it. And they go into that, you know, yep. game and that episode yep. in an episode. Um, I always just kind of thought he was arrogant and he just comes across as like guy next door, totally cool. He's like your average dad who just happens to be a very brilliant <laughs> studier. And he's the first to say, he says it all throughout the episode, uh, all throughout the last episode we watched, like football is an academic sport for, for people who tell you that you don't need to be intelligent, forget classes. You don't have to go to them. He's like, all you do is study and learn Yeah. that like th- that's all you do is study and learn about the quarterback position. And then you go out there and you put it all to the test. So <clears throat> Yeah. It's funny. I, who I don't did know I that hear? I confused it, but yeah, no, no, but I think, yeah. And I'm not saying you did. And I don't know that Jonathan is even saying that you did, but um, I heard somebody else use this phrase in comparison uh, recently with the successes and failures of quarterbacks in the NFL guys who are cocky or arrogant are generally the ones who don't succeed at that position, but you've got to be confident absolutely have to be confident all right final 10 minutes of the show here we're breaking down which nfl teams are set at quarterback for at least the next few years and which ones do we think are still searching final time out on the show back right after this whether you're into lounging cruising or just relaxing summer fun starts with alpenhaus enjoy a smooth ride that'll change the way you boat forever on a barletta pontoon powered by mercury outboard Nobody makes a more reliable, powerful lineup of outboard motors than Mercury to continue propelling your adventures. Now's the perfect time to buy a new Barletta pontoon with the legendary performance of a Mercury outboard. Alpenhaus, Route 30, Amsterdam, and alpenhouseboats.com. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories and now back to honorado and miller sponsored by alpenhouse all right back on honorado and miller shout out to the uh, great heck family from alpenhouse it is um hot in this room oh really Holy smokes. It's, it's, I think it's like 90 degrees in here. So we do the – a lot of times I'm there with the fake wood background, um, but Ashley is in the uh, podcast room at the TV station right now. There are there, – we have big bright lights that shine on you to try to make you look good. And uh, and it's a small room. It, was a, it was a little office, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the setup. Uh, Ray's thought here on the Yankees, Ash, the old George Steinbrenner wouldn't have put up with this. It's, it's effectively right. what you said in our first segment of the not show. This is Hal is not acting like his dad. And look, a lot of people would say that's a good thing in some ways, but I not yet. Yeah, not when it comes to the competitiveness of wanting to win. So the, I had, the, I was just kind of thinking when we're watching this quarterback show, how many teams are set at quarterback for at least three years? So so I said to you, you don't pick a team that just drafted a quarterback. 
because we don't know and they don't know. And, and you assume that that player draft in the first round is going to be on the roster starting at some point over the next three years. So you could, you could take those teams off the list. I think you may have thrown one on here, yeah. but I think it's fewer than we would assume. Now we all know it, it's the most difficult position for NFL teams to evaluate and to mm-hmm. figure out and to, and to bring to success from the college level. Um, and so maybe you'd say, well, yeah, I kind of would figure the number as well. But when you say there are 32 teams, I would tell you it's it's certainly less than half. Wouldn't you agree, Ash, just uh, just without putting a lot of thought into it? Yeah, I would say it's less than half, but maybe it's closer to half than you think. Okay. I mean, we talk all the time about like, hey, is this guy a top 10 quarterback? Is right. he top 15? And, and once you aren't top 10, 12 or 15, how could you be a guy where the NFL team is going to say, yep, we're set for the next three years, right? Like, in my opinion, you kind of have to be top 10 for that team to say, we are set for the next three years. Yeah, but look at Ryan Tannehill. You wouldn't call him a top 15 quarterback, and they are riding that train like crazy. But would you put Tennessee on this list? I would now because I don't think he's the next three years. But You think the Titans have – their quarterback currently on the roster for the next three years. No. Right. So you wouldn't put them on the list. No, but I don't think the t- you're talking about, he's been there for like three years. I, he's a guy yeah. who I don't think people three years ago would have said the Titans have their quarterback for the next three years. He's not a top 15 quarterback. He's a guy who kind of like bucks the trend a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying to me. All right. Here are your teams. You picked out 15 of them. Run them through quickly here. Buffalo, everybody would agree with. Tua, uh, Tua, I picked hesitantly because I just, I'm not sure that he's going to play games for that team. I think the Patriots are going to ride Mac Jones all the way through until he proves that he can't do it. As long as Lamar Jackson stays in Baltimore, they've. He got his contract. Can he stay healthy? Yep. That doesn't mean anything. Can he stay Um, healthy? Joe Burrow is obviously the guy. I think Kenny Pickett. Will be the guy at least for the next two years. And if he's any good, it'll be three and beyond. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert is a star. Daniel Jones, because you just gave him all that money. I'm not saying he's the guy, yep. but unfortunately, I think he's the guy for the next three years. Dak Prescott, again, those two I think could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if in a year or two they're kind of like, oh boy, this isn't working out. But I think because of the money invested in those guys, nope. ultimately they probably will be. Jalen Hurts is a star. Justin Fields is a star. I included Bryce Young because I wasn't sure about whatever. And somewhere in that roster, San Francisco has its starting quarterback for the next three years. Okay. All right. Here's my list. You had 15. I say 12. Buffalo is my only team in the AFC East. The Jets don't have the guy. I can't can't say with confidence the Jets have the guy. They might. Can't say they have the guy. Look, I think Mac Jones is probably there for three years, but I can't. And Tua's injury history is just obviously enough for Mm -hmm. me to say that I don't believe Miami for sure thinks that they even believe they have the guy for the next three years. Okay, I'll take the entire AFC North. You, You outlined why Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. I will add Deshaun Watson using the reasoning you did for both Dak Prescott and the, the money is too great. Yeah. It's all guaranteed. Last yeah. year, not even half a year. Yeah. Really, 
I, I just think no matter how this year goes, the Browns are going to try to build around Deshaun Watson. There's too much invested in him to just cut him loose at any point. Jacksonville's my only team in the South. Again, I'm, I'm taking the Colts out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Even Anthony Richardson might be the guy. Yes, of course, Mahomes. Yes, of course, Herbert. No to Russell Wilson. No to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in Vegas. Daniel Jones because of the contract. Yep. If it if it were a two year deal, the Giants wouldn't be on my list. But it's a four year deal or whatever they gave him, and so he is on the list. Yep. Prescott, same thing. I think Dallas will forever believe that Dak Prescott and th- because of Jerry Jones that that he can be the guy there, and and I believe he can be. It just somehow hasn't worked out yet for whatever reason. Uh, Jalen Hurts, yes. So I've got three in the NFC East. The only other NFC team I'm picking is Chicago. You said Justin Fields is a star. I think I think the jury is still out on Fields. Can he be oh, an effective enough passer in yep. this league to really win enough games? I, I don't know. Um, but he's, they love him. He's tough. And he runs. And... They should be a much better team this year. They have built around him. They've made moves. They've tried to improve. Yeah. I still think even if it's not great this year, they give him at least another year, and I don't think For he's sure. going to – to disappoint. He was good last year. I thought he was really good. Um, yeah, he'll he'll get he, at least another year, even if this year's a disaster. Yeah. All you yep, do is bring in a veteran to compete in camp and then yep. let them duke it out. But Fields will get at least yep. two more counting this year. At and least. I know you say he's an unproven passer, and, and I get that. But what he can do with his legs, there aren't a lot of guys who can run like him in the NFL. He is he is a great running quarterback and he proved that last year. And so I think you just, you try to figure it out and you try to utilize what he's really good at and and you, you supplement with the passing game and, and allow him to do what he's good at. So Geno Smith just got a big contract in Seattle. He's not on our list. I heard Dan Orlovsky from ESPN say today that he thinks the lions are a Super Bowl contender. Goff is not on our list. Um, but it just tells you, I think, how tenuous the quarterback mm-hmm. situation is every single year. That you can yeah. really only bank on a couple of years. We don't know what Jordan Love has. Obviously, huge prove it year in Green Bay. They believe he's the guy for maybe the next decade, but hasn't shown Lions, you anything to, to say it's going to happen. Right. And the Lions could be a Super Bowl contender this year and maybe get close to it. But I just don't think three years from now, Jared Goff is the starting quarterback. Yeah, interesting. It could be uh, they drafted a guy we were just talking about, Hendon Hooker. Exactly. Yeah, it could be him. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Go watch Quarterback. Not that so it needs good. my not that it needs oh. my promotion. It's doing just fine on Netflix without me telling you to go watch it. Go have a great weekend. How about that instead?